Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, coast to coast on a pain-free Friday, hour three here. I'm Pharrell. Good to have you with us. Uh, Mafia joins us now to talk about uh, the fight weekend ahead. Uh, Brian Ciano, uh, let, let's start with this UFC fight night. You've got uh, Holly Holm proving uh, that you can do it in the UFC in the octagon uh, at 40. Uh, there are people that think it's just for the young, but uh, this chick's been amazing when you really think about it. She's as tough as they come. Taking on Vieira on Saturday. How does this card stack up for you? Yeah, well, we'll see if she can do it at 40 because she hasn't shown us that yet. Last year, she was supposed to fight twice, had to pull out because of injuries. So that's something we have to watch out for. How does she come back off of that? But like you said, it is 40. You know, it's, it's always different depending on, you know, obviously uh, she's an incredible athlete. She's had an incredible fighting career, not just in MMA, but in boxing. Considered by many as one of the best women boxers ever and has done great things in the UFC as well, a former title, you know, title holder. Facing Vieira, Vieira's 10-0 to start her career. Now lost two of her last four, so she kind of alternated wins and losses, you know, while Holm is still on the top of that division. Uh, Vieira has a lot of BJJ and judo experience, black belts in both of those. Although a lot of her fights, she's tried to do the stand-up game and try to, you know, outpoint people that way. She did the same thing against Misha Tate in her last fight that she won. But it's a big difference fighting stand-up where you're longer and you could, you know, kind of jab to death Misha Tate than doing it against Holly Holm, who is one of the best to do it stand-up-wise for women. So I don't think that's going to work out the same way as her. Holm's just as big, just as long. I don't think her game plan is going to work. She's going to have to maybe try to take her down. But Holm has a good takedown defense as well. So we'll see. As, you know, 10 years difference between the two fighters. 40 is Holm. Vieira's going to be 30. Uh, coming off the injuries, like we said, we'll see how she goes. I still am going to roll with Holm right now, minus 250. Until some of these other girls knock her off, I'm not taking them. You know, while she's up there long in the tooth, she still is number two in that division. She still is getting a lot of wins. You know, a nice little win streak that she has put together here, and she still is a great all-around fighter. And I'm also going to take her by points at minus 115 because, as I said, Vieira is going to be cautious. She's not going to be trying to, you know, bum rush home and, you know, open herself up. And I think Holm coming off his injuries might be a little cautious as well. Also, welterweight between the men. You got Santiago, the Argentine dagger, Ponzibio versus Michael Demolador Herrera, which in Brazilian translates into the demolisher. So two guys that like to mix it up at welterweight here. And uh, Ponzibio is dangerous, well-rounded. He's got power in those fists, but he's lost two of his last three. Meanwhile, Pereira on the other side has won his last four, and the fight before that was a loss by DQ. It wasn't even a real loss. He had illegal knees, so probably would have won five in a row. So I'm rolling with him right now. He's fighting better. He's, you know, to me, a little more well-rounded. I think uh, that the Argentine downers is a little more about on the feet. 
I think Pereira can take it to the ground as well. I like him at minus 134. I'm taking him by points as well, plus 195. I know both the book is shading both these to go the distance. You know, even the five-round fight between the women, they're both you know winning by points, going over the two and a half or four and a half, so that you're going all the way to the end. So you got to play it by points. I know that's not the most fun way to play it, and it makes for boring fights. But if you want to make money, that's the better odds. She's violent at home. I, I like the way she fights. I mean, you know, people can say whatever they want about her age, whatever else. I mean, she is a nasty, violent chick. I mean, she will bang. Yeah, not someone you would expect from, you know, a woman uh, that's nicknamed the preacher's daughter. <laughs> hey, we uh, welcome in our radio affiliates to Coast to Coast on a Friday Sirius XM channel 159, of course, our satellite partners. Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in San Diego. Near Tijuana, do you wanna? Sports Map Radio Network and Sports Byline all with us on a Friday. Uh, good to have you. All right, uh, let's go, Mafia, to this Benavidez-Lemieux uh, fight. I like uh, this fight. I think Benavidez is a badass. All he does is win, and I don't think he gets any respect from the national media or the hype machine, but he's a tough customer, and David Lemieux is a badass in his own right. Benavidez is a badass. This is for an interim title belt here for these guys at the Gala River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. Huge, obviously, uh, main time venue for boxing, but it will be on Showtime at 10 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. And, you know, Lemieux guys had titles before. All these guys have had titles. Lemieux, of course, has a long... You know, longer experience. He's had fought some bigger names. Has more losses on his record because he's fought some of these big names and hasn't gone his way. He's a tough customer, but Benavidez is younger. This guy is fierce. I mean, if you see the odds, they're really giving Lemieux no chance in this fight. Minus eighteen hundred for Benavidez, so they think he's going to crush him. Even if you look down and you try to find like, okay, well, what's the better way to win it? If you put Benavidez by knockout, usually you go by knockout or points, things like that. Like you're going to get some plus money or at least a lot shorter odds. He's still plus, minus 650 to win by knockout. So they think he's just going to dominate Lemieux. I think he's going to beat him. I do think he's going to knock him out. But I'm giving Lemieux a little bit more of a chance here. Because if you look at the odds, they think it's going to be quick. I'm going to go Benavidez to win in round 7 through 12 at plus 230. And I'm going to shorten it up even a little more to get even better odds at 7 or 8 plus 480. Because I think that's where we're going to get that sweet spot. 7, 8th round, that's where I think Benavidez is going to finish him off. Yeah, I'm with you. I like those bets. I, I think those are, are sweet. And I do think he'll knock him out. But look, I mean, Lemieux's been around. Uh, Benavidez is a dangerous customer right now. Uh, I think he's one of the best fighters in the world uh, right now. And, yeah, and no one exciting. ever talks about him. Uh, watch him fight Saturday night. You'll see what I'm talking about. Let's talk about Habib for a second. He wants Makachev to get a title shot against Oliveira. Mm -hmm. Now, we know Oliveira uh, had his belt stripped because he didn't make weight. And... Uh, they also want to book this uh, Junior Dos Santos Fedor Emelianenko fight. Do you think that's all going to come to fruition? I think it is. Makachev is, you know, a great win streak in the lightweight, double digits. It makes sense to put that fight together. And I think, you know, with him holding Junior Dos Santos and his promotion, fighting tonight, if he wins this fight, he's going to work well with, of course, Scott Coker, who co promotes with a lot of other promotions. All right, Maki, thanks, Tom. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Finally, Carver High, you're going to round up a little hockey talk with me. Let's go with a hockey. Hockey. Stanley Cup playoffs last night. We start down in Sunrise where the Panthers were looking to even the series up with the Lightning. They got a goal early in the third period to tie the game at one. They were a mere seconds away from sending the game to overtime, but Nikita Kucherov doing some magic behind the net finds the winner here to Ross Colton on the Lightning Radio Network. Across the blue line, right point Kucherov. Kucherov a little pass, finds a stick of Ruda, back for Kucherov, right circle, he is checked, held in Palato, right point. Find the net, Kucherov, five to go. Kucherov, put it in front, score! Score! Ross Colton with And what a shot by Colton. Quick, quick release. The people here are in shock. Well, I, you know, I think Michigan is just a beauty. Uh, his career is just locked down now. He's got three years of this stuff going on. I mean, how many highlights does this guy have in his reel of these goals and these goal calls? I mean, he is really a, a, a gem, this guy. Uh, calling that on the radio side with uh, Phil Esposito. I mean, the guy just brings it just so violently on the on the mic. And he's just a great uh, hockey announcer. That's all there is to it. He's lit. And I'll tell you what, they have, without a doubt, Mike, shut down uh, the worst nightmare ever for the Florida Panthers, that their vaunted five, six, seven, eight goal team that scores – more goals than anyone, wins more games than anyone in the league, President's Trophy. They have been shut the F down by the Lightning in their two home games, games one and two. They get their ass beat in both of them. They are in serious quicksand. If they don't win uh, this weekend in Tampa, the next game, it is over. I mean, they, they absolutely – we thought that was a must win last night. Now this game three is – Season over. I, I think they're already finished, uh, to be quite honest with you. I, I think they're done. They've scored two goals in two games 
Their power play, Scotty, 0 for 25 in the playoffs. They didn't score a power play goal against the Capitals. They haven't scored one yet in this series against the Lightning. How does all that talent not have a power play goal yet in the playoffs? Huberto, Barkov, all these guys, Verhage, Claude Giroux, all these guys, no power play goals. I think they're finished. And here's what's tricky for them, and maybe not. I'm not sure. They got to play back-to-back because of the arena. The arena wasn't available in Tampa. So they're playing Sunday afternoon, and then they got to turn around and play Monday night. Now, maybe that'll be an advantage if they win on Sunday. They get right back out there, keep the flow going. But a back-to-back for this series in Tampa on Sunday and Monday, very tricky with them already down 2-0. Well, you said it. Uh, You cannot do that on your power play in the playoffs and advance. You just can't. It's impossible. They have literally lost their season. It's in hiding. No one knows where it is. Their season's gone. Now they have been exposed, and this is what happens. We talked about every night they score seven, eight goals, and then in the – you know, conference semis and in the conference finals, it's three to two and two to one games, one nothing games. There's no more of this five, six goal stuff. Those days are over. They have been uh, absolutely exposed. And it is amazing to me. We actually had Elvis on this show yesterday, uh, Dennis Bernstein. A, and I, there's no one I like more in hockey than, than, than Elvis. Denny's the best. But he... Uh, literally said on this show, he said, the Lightning aren't that good anymore. He did. He said they're not as good as they were when they won back-to-back. They're not as good. Well, I got to tell you, if they're not as good, then I must be drunk because they are winning every night, and they are doing it in dramatic fashion like a champion. When you score in overtime in game one, when you score with three seconds left on the scoreboard, it is – as good as it gets, this is a team that is going for three straight Stanley Cups, and it's about time people start respecting them. And then, obviously, I, I bet on the Blues last night. No one thought they'd win. I thought they should have won game one and game two, and they did win game two. So uh, I think the Blues, you and I both said this yesterday, that and Denny loves the Avs to win the Stanley Cup. I'm telling you, that Blues team has found a way to bring them down to earth in both games. Uh, They should have won game one. Look, uh, I know before this series started, we played that clip. um, You know, we played that clip of Barubi saying that, eh, we're not really worried about last year. They were embarrassed getting swept by Colorado last year in the playoffs, coming off winning the Stanley Cup 18 months before. They were embarrassed by that situation. A lot of the same guys here, Bennington playing well. They are giving Colorado an absolute push in this series. Not saying they're going to win four games, but this is not going to be a walk in the park for the Colorado Avalanche. Let's go to last night. Uh, David Perron, Scotty, two goals. One of their guys who scored big goals in their cup run a couple years ago. Here's the second one that put it away on TNT. Avalanche have been pushing here, but they turn it over. It's a two-on-one. Perron, he's got pooch damage. David Perron, he scores! Second of the night for Perron. The lead is back to two for St. Louis. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I was on them last night on on props uh, in the first period. And uh, to win the game outright, Perron's a badass. Now they're going to St. Louis uh, to play in the Arch City in front of those 
raucous fans they got there. That's, you know, a great little hockey town. Uh, they won the Stanley Cup. And I think the key is uh, Bennington. Uh, he has somehow flashed his old self uh, when he wasn't even like a regular every night for them this year, right? And we saw them struggle for two months, Mike. They looked like literally one of the worst teams in the league for about a two-month stretch. I told you I went to see them live twice. They lost both games and looked atrocious. The Devils beat their ass one day. And I was at that game at the Rock. I cannot believe how they turned it around and how they're literally punching the avalanche right in the throat in both games. Not in one game last night. In both games, the abs were in trouble in that first game, and you know it. Well, the difference, I, I thought last night was a little bit more for me what the Blues needed to do. Now, in the first game, they played well, but Colorado outshot them. They got their normal chances. Bennington made a billion saves. They hit a ton of posts. I thought last night the Blues really had their game. They outshot Colorado. They didn't yeah. allow them to make any plays. Bennington didn't have to make as many key saves, and it was like Colorado was half asleep up until about the midway point of the third period. They had a little push, but then that giveaway with the Perron goal that made it 3-1, uh, that was over. Uh, good night, the lights for Colorado. Uh, but look, I mean, it's the first game they've lost. They swept Nashville. They've lost one game. Uh, but they're in for a fight here against this St. Louis team. That is a good hockey team. I made some serious uh, money last play. night on them with that big fat yeah. plus side. I mean to tell you, and getting the goal and a half, I hit it both ways. So uh, that paid nicely. No one in their right mind thought that they could win a game in Denver, and they did. And, you know, by them winning last night, that's why that snowstorm hit Denver today. That's what I that's all believe. about. You get a little, I mean, that's when you get a little a weather reverb off of a loss. Now people are shoveling their driveways, all angry. That's people what having you get. heart attacks. And it seems like every time the every time the Mets show up in Denver, it snows. Uh, of course, no Met Rocky game tonight. The snow out at Coors Field. All right, later on, Scotty, that. we will go through. I know snowing in Calgary too. They had to cancel the watch party for the Flames and the Oilers tonight. Too much snow on Oilers. the ground. Uh, later on, we will go through both of tonight's games and the other game threes on the weekend between the Blues and the Avs and the Lightning and the Panthers. We'll come back and talk to uh, Jeff Fletcher with the OC Register. He's got a hot book on Otani coming out this summer. We'll talk about the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, uh, Jeff Fletcher is a great uh, Angels beat writer for the OC Register and the SoCal News Group. And he's got a hot book coming out this summer, Showtime, the inside story of Shohei Otani and the greatest baseball season ever played. Coming out in July, I think that's going to be really cool. And he joins us on C2C today to talk about this uh, ball club. I used to live in Huntington Beach and go to a lot of Angel games uh, in my lifetime and drive over to 15 minutes to that stadium. And I really enjoyed myself sitting out there in that beautiful weather at, at nighttime watching the Angels over the years. I got to tell you, uh, Jeff, it's been forever, in my opinion, since they've been good. Uh, and, you know, just seeing, uh, frankly, Trout healthy after last year, to see him, you know, raking again and at bat five times a night, it's worth the price of admission. And, and don't get me started on Otani. We'll talk about him uh, at length here. But, but just seeing Trout out there healthy, is all that matters as far as I'm concerned with that baseball team. I think it's great. Well, obviously it's great to see the, the fans certainly love it. It's good for baseball, but uh, the fact it's pitching is what is going to actually make them win because we've seen, they've had trout a lot of other years been great and uh, they haven't won. So it's nice to see, and it certainly helps, but the difference for them is their pitching. You know, they've just never had it. I mean, they have always had the most, dismal pitching you've ever seen they've never been able to figure it's like it's like these hockey teams like the Oilers and the Leafs that never get a goalie and think they're going to win in the Stanley Cup playoffs the Angels never have the pitching I was shocked to see Syndergaard look as bad as he did the other uh outing because I like his stuff I like Thor I like watching him in New York you know despite the injuries uh, I always thought he was a, a you know a ferocious pitcher yeah, I mean, he's off to a pretty good start still. I mean, that was his really first bad game, and he's got a 360 ERA a quarter of the way through the season. So if you'd have told anybody after not pitching for two years he'd be doing that, I think they would take it. You know, it's not going to be great every night. Uh, he definitely was not good uh, the other night. But, you know, I think still in the big picture, they're, they're pretty happy with what they've gotten out of him. So let's go back to uh, when they started raking at the beginning of the month. I, I think around the fifth, they went to Fenway and they put eight on him uh, and shut him out eight nothing. And then you uh, played the Nationals in a couple of games and you were able to win this series. But I think the Nationals are awful. But when you played the Rays, that's what stood out to me. When they started scoring 11 and 12 runs in back-to-back games. And I was like, wow, are the Angels for real? I mean, that was really when they started playing, I mean, really good baseball, don't you think? Well, they had a, uh, they swept a four-game series from the Guardians. I got to watch myself. Uh, at the end of April, and that was really when it got going. And since then, you know, they've played great. They've been uh, like 10 games over 500 since then, and uh, they've been scoring a lot of runs. The pitching has been pretty good. For the most part, the bullpen's been pretty good. The defense has been pretty good. I don't think scoring runs was ever going to be a problem for this team. Uh, you know, if they had Trout, Rendon, 
Otani, and now you got Taylor Ward, who's leading the major leagues in everything all of a sudden, came out of nowhere. And uh, Jared Walsh was an all-star last year. So this is a deep lineup, and uh, I don't think people should be too surprised to see what they're doing. So uh, they kicked the A's ass. I, I think they swept that series recently against them. And now, three out of four. oh, was it three out of four? Now, now, yeah. now they're coming home to face them again, right? After the lousy trip down to Arlington. Uh, when you saw that A's team, how bad are they after they sold the farm and then the Angels beat their ass and now they got them again? They got to take advantage of them again essentially coming off at a bad series down in Dallas. Yeah, well, the A's don't have a, a very good lineup, so that's a problem. You need to basically take advantage of that, and you need to, to beat that team. But the A's are always tough. They're never just going to lay down on you. I mean, the one game that the Angels lost in that series, the A's hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth off Rizal Iglesias. So they do not quit. Uh, there was only one game there in that series that was really just an easy victory. So, you know, I, th- I don't think any team that, the A's put together is going to be that bad, but uh, this is a not a very good team, and the Angels definitely should uh, try to make up some wins this weekend. All right, so tell me, uh, before we talk about Shohei, tell me about their pitching and their bullpen and how they've been getting it done and who's been getting it done besides Thor. Uh, well, obviously, Otani is off to a pretty good start pitching-wise. He's He's been a little better than even last year. Last year, he started off the year walking a lot of guys, and this year he's really started off – not doing that and he's just been very solid he's only had one bad game um you know he's not getting super deep into games but i don't think anybody does really anymore and then uh, patrick sandoval has been very good um michael lorenzen who they just got from the reds he'd been a reliever for basically the last five years and they gave him a chance to start and he's been very good and then reed detmers who's a rookie pitched a no hitter uh that's been kind of a, a fluke for him so far because most of his starts have been a little probably less than he would hope for but the no-hitter shows he's got it in him. And uh, and they get, they got a kid named Chase Silseth who came up for his Major League debut last Friday and pitched six scoreless innings, gave it up one hit. So they've got the pieces there for a good rotation. And uh, in the bullpen, Rizal Iglesias, although he's had a couple bad games in a row, is one of the best closers in baseball over the last few years. Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera have been pretty good setup men over the last three or four years. Uh, they've both been pretty solid most of the year with a, a couple hiccups. So they feel like they've got enough pieces to really have a, a good deep pitching staff. And, and like we said, because of their offense, they don't need to have a great pitching staff. They just need to keep them in games, you know, be middle of the pack. And I think that they, they should be able to do that. Sandoval, his ERA is unbelievable to me at, at 191. How has he done it? Well, he's got a great changeup. He did not give up a hit on his changeup until his sixth start. Uh, it's, it's really good. He's also got a really good slider. His problem is he, he kind of lacks some command with his fastball. So when he figures that out, then he's going to be really dangerous. Right now, uh, he's still walking some guys, but he's just not giving up a lot of runs because he doesn't give up a lot of hits. So, you know, it's allowing him to kind of get through while he's, he's struggling, but he's, he's figured out a way to minimize the damage because, you know, he's just not going to give up like four hits in an inning. And uh, so that, that makes it a little better for him. So, Otani, uh, how fascinating that you wrote this book. Uh, what was it like to put it all together? And what's it been like to cover him uh, in his sensational MVP season and everything that he did last year? And now he's out doing it again. Uh, that has to be a strange trip for you to be around this guy and what's happening. 
it's pretty incredible. You, you need to remind yourself, kind of pinch yourself every now and then to re remember what he's doing. And the fact that he is not just able to pitch and hit, you know, you hear about, oh, Madison Bumgarner, look at, he's a pretty good hitter for a pitcher. But this guy is batting third in a major league lineup and he's, he's doing really well. And he's also their best pitcher. That is just incredible. And every time that, uh, you know, he hits a 450 foot home run and then pitches the next day, you just have to tell yourself, this is something that none of us have seen in our lifetimes. And uh, it's really incredible. And I've been lucky to be here for his entire, this is his fifth season now for his entire career. And uh, he's definitely had some ups and downs. He hasn't been great the whole time. So hopefully people will, will pick up the book and then they'll see kind of the whole journey that brought him to 2021 because it was not a smooth ride at all times, but uh, it was definitely an interesting one. What's he like? You know, uh, he's a pretty easygoing, uh, funny guy around his teammates. When, when we get him in interviews, he kind of shuts all that off and he's very matter of fact. And, uh, you know, I asked the, the Japanese writers, you know, is, is he more interesting when he talks to you guys than us? And it's like, no, that's just his, his persona with the media. But you see him around his teammates and he's always joking around and he plays practical jokes and uh, he does imitations of, the, of his teammates and plays video games with them. And he's a very loose relaxed guy uh when you get him away from you know a big press conference is it overwhelming for him uh the crush and uh the attention uh the magnitude of it of having to be who he is and to to you know bat five times and then pitch the next day how crazy is it being him uh I, I don't know. It's, it must be crazy, but he seems to handle it pretty well. I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. He was a two-way player in Japan, too. And he's certainly in Japan. He was the big media focus as well there. So he's used to this, and he's just kind of trained himself to shut it all out and just focus on baseball. And, uh, you know, I think he's got a routine now where he, he knows how to get himself physically ready to do both jobs. And the Angels don't really mess with it anymore. For his first few years, they tried to really manage it and and, and do whatever they had to do they thought to keep him healthy and strong and none of that really worked so they basically last year said all right you run the program you tell us when you need rest when you can play what you need to do and it worked great so that's basically what they're doing still so what do you like watching more him pitch or hit uh that's a great question i, I probably have gone back and forth at times on that one i think pitching is uh is his better side uh he's never really had a stretch where he's pitched poorly he's been injured but he's never really pitched poorly hitting he goes up and down and he has some some uh a good month a bad month he's got a lot of power uh he still could take a few more walks so he's still got some things to improve on hitting wise but pitching he's just really exceptional and he kind of makes stuff up and it all of a sudden is great you know he'll start throwing a splitter different and then all of a sudden it's He's throwing it 40% of the time one game, and, and the hitters are swinging at it and missing 60% of the time. So it's, it's really incredible how he digs up new stuff each time. Wow, he's a trip. I got to tell you, I, I constantly am watching what he's doing and seeing what he's doing and what he's done every time he's out there. Uh, he is something else. Hey, good luck with the book, Showtime, the inside story of Shohei Otani and the greatest baseball season ever played coming out in July. I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. Can't wait to read it. I hope it's a huge hit for you. Hope the rest of the summer goes well for the Angels, and I hope they do better than the Dodgers. Screw the Dodgers. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know if you saw this or not, uh, Carver High, but uh, you talked about the snowstorm in Calgary and that they've canceled the watch party. Uh, but I actually saw them doing uh, Snow Angels, the fans, out in the parking lot. And one of the fans, I could have sworn it was Rebecca, because when she was doing Snow Angels, I, I actually saw her angels, uh, all of them said, at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV when she was, you know, flapping the arms and legs. And every time she did one, another logo came out of at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. So... Even able to manipulate snow is the stuff of legend. Uh, it certainly is. Uh, it's still pretty disgraceful that we're making snow angels uh, anywhere in North America on May the 20th. But uh, that, is, that is happening in Winter several never locations. Winter is going to be long. It's going to be cold. And it's right around the corner doing push-ups coming back on the long. other side. I know. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, we have to get to tonight's games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hockey. We have a pair of game twos. Hockey. We will start in Raleigh, where the Rangers uh, the other night had that lead against the Hurricanes, yacked it up late. Uh, Carolina ends up stealing game one in overtime with the Ian Cole goal. The Rangers will try to even the series tonight. Canes are the favorite. Minus 172. Five and a half is the total. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, this is unbelievable, this price of the money I'm going to make tonight. I'm on the Rangers plus a buck 42 and the goal and a half on the puck line. Uh, just like the Blues last night, I'm going to make money here tonight because the Rangers should have won game one and they blew it. So what they're going to do is, and the same as the Blues, and then what they're going to do is they're going to go out tonight and they're going to even this series at once and they're going to go back to the world's most famous and then they're going to give uh, the Carolina Hurricanes some problems uh, in this series. 
And I think they're going to win outright tonight. I'm all over it. And my prop boat uh, snags in the lagoon. Uh, goal first 10 minutes, yes, minus a buck 40. Uh, first goal wins the game, no, uh, plus a buck 80. I think uh, Carolina will score first and the Rangers will still beat them. Uh, Kreider, a goal, no, minus a buck 80. Sabinajad, the Iranian leader, with a goal, yes, plus two bills. Total shots, Carolina under 32 and a half, minus a buck 10. And then total goals, Rangers over two and a half, plus a buck 10. Cashing tickets tonight in Raleigh, North Carolina. How do you like them apples? I like the under tonight, uh, five and a half. I think once again, you're going to get yourself another uh, two, one, three, two type of game. We're going after that under five and a half in Raleigh. Right. We have a game two late night in Calgary, Pharrell, Alberta, the battle of Pharrell, Alberta. Uh, after the gong show nine, six game number one the other night, will goalies be able to make any saves uh, here between the Oilers and the Flames in game number two. Six and a half is the total. Flames are the favorite, minus 178. Give me the Oilers tonight, Scotty. I think they even this series at one. Okay, I went with the Oilers in game one, and after I saw them implode and give up nine goals, I've lost favor with them. Uh, I feel like if you can score nine goals, uh, you do have the upper hand. I'm on the Flames tonight uh, to go up two on the Oilers. I think it's very dangerous. Uh, I'm not feeling really good about it. I kind of like the Rangers bet a lot more than this bet, but I am on uh, the Flames to win again. I, I just cannot support a team that gives up nine goals in a in a conference semifinal. I'm sorry, you have you have issues uh, defensively and in that. That's all there is to it. Same old story with the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, playing terrible in their own end. And look. Uh, my props are first period over two goals plus a buck 15. Uh, the goal in the first 10 minutes, yes, minus a buck 80. First score wins a game, yes, uh, minus 210. Uh, Johnny Hockey, for whatever reason, Goudreau, uh, goal, yes, plus a buck 65. Shots, Edmonton over 29 and a half. I think that happens easily. And uh, Calgary under 38 and a half shots. I think both of these teams are going to be in a range of 32 to 37 shots. Fair enough. And then uh, goals, Edmonton, I'm going to go over two and a half at minus a buck 45, Mike, and Calgary over three and a half at minus a buck 30. I'm on the over again for the game as well uh, with the six and a half. I'm playing the over until they give me a reason not to. Uh, in this series. So go ahead, fire it up. Uh, by the way, Willie Z drains about 11, 12 footer. Now the solo leader at, seven. at the PGA, seven under for Halitosis. Willie Z right now through 12. Uh, one shot over JT and Mito Pereira uh, as they are coming down the back Mito line. Mito Pereira, Very what a name. Oh, that is outstanding. Uh, tomorrow, there is only one game. Uh, on Saturday, Scotty. It is a night game. It will be in St. Louis between the Avalanche and the Blues. Here's where the line already showing a little respect to the Blues because the Avalanche are always like two bills. I mean, always. Even on the road, the Avalanche are two bills. Minus 164 road favorites into the Arch City. Six and a half total tomorrow night game. Yeah, three. I got to see how a big my onions feel in the morning before I start picking the <laughs> Blues again. I, I took them in uh, game two, 
and hit and, and made a lot of money. I don't want to give it back. I have to think long and hard about whether or not I'm going to go against the Avalanche because, Mike, I thought they looked so bad uh, last night that I think they're going to want to, you know, show a different side tomorrow in St. Louis. Look, they are not afraid of the Blues or going on the road of any team in the league. They will go in there tomorrow and skate their ass off. It's a question of can Perron and the Blues get goals? Are they going to do it again? They scored four. Can they do that again? If they can get three or four goals, they're going to be in this game. If Colorado stiffens up in their own end at the blue line and plays some defense and then clogs up that neutral zone, I think Colorado's speed could be a problem for them in St. Louis uh, for the Blues. I think that the Avs can jump back up in this series. Uh, And then on Sunday, if you really don't want to spend any time with the family, you get a triple header on Sunday, Scotty. The game we'll talk about is the game three in Tampa. The Panthers and the Lightning basically uh, just about even uh, right now. Minus 111 for the Panthers, minus 108 for the Lightning. Pretty much slight favorite to Florida side, six and a half the total. Will the Panthers get back in this series on Sunday afternoon at one o'clock? Well, how in God's name are they favored to win that game when they just got their ass beat two times in a row on their home ice? I mean, that is just twisted sister right there. I'm not interested in that. I'm on the lightning at the goal and a half at the very least here on Friday before it happens on Sunday. Uh, Do I think they're just going to keep rolling and just winning every single game they play? No. So that's where the issue becomes, for the better, a problem. Yes, it does. And like I said, you get three games on Sunday. You'll have the game threes between the Hurricanes and the Rangers at 3.30. Game three, Flames, Oilers at 8 o'clock. So 1.30, 3.30, 8 o'clock on Sunday. Stanley Cup playoffs. Shut the doors. Say goodbye to the wife and kids. Fire it up. Uh, A little playoff puck on Sunday. All day long. There you go. Also from Hockey Scotty, Rick Bonus steps down as Dallas Stars head coach earlier today. Why? Um, I I think, honestly, remember, he took over when the other guy uh, quit that year that they went to the bubble and went to the finals. Bonus was an assistant. He replaced the team, uh, replaced him, and then he got the job because they did so well. I don't know. He's been doing this for a long time. I don't think he wants to be a full-time head coach anymore. That's just my opinion. He just said he's totally lit, and he said he's – Good to go, wants to keep coaching. He's 67 years old. He said, I want to keep coaching. I have no interest in stopping. So uh, I think this is another issue uh, that we don't know about, why he's stepping yeah. down. I, there must Possible. be some kind of a disagreement between the suits and brass and money because yeah. uh, they played great. And they, you know, they had a solid couple seasons here. Uh, they've done very well. They're a good hockey team. He's a good coach. I don't understand this move at all, to be honest with you. Something fishy's going on there. Certainly is. Uh, the Preakness is tomorrow. We gave, we've been giving you the PGA updates pretty much all day. We just told you Willie Z, 7-under, is in the mix. JT and Pereira at 6-under. Abraham answer. Rory's still at 3-under. He's having trouble. The Preakness is tomorrow at Pimlico, Scotty, the second leg of the Triple Crown, which now has no juice because the trainer is hiding his juiced horse, uh, the 80-to-1 horse Rich Strike that won the Kentucky Derby. So no juice for the Preakness tomorrow, the 147th running. Yeah, like, um, 
I mean, honestly, I have absolutely zero interest in this. I mean, I'm just you being and honest. Me both. I, I'm done with I'm done with the, the horse rich strike doesn't show up for the for the preakness. Then you know what? I'm not gonna show up for the preakness. I'm done with this stupid triple crown race. I, honestly, like no one cares about it to begin with. And then they're gonna brag about their handle and about how many people bet it, and they're all a bunch of degenerates. I don't care one lick. I'm gonna if I were to even care, I told you earlier, epicenter, I bet on him in the derby, I'll bet on him again. But I'm not gonna bet on him because I don't care. I just don't care. They ruined the they ruined the triple crown. This horse that didn't show up because he must be off uh, squeezing out all the drugs uh, out of his you know what. So uh, I'm I'm done with it. You can stick that race tomorrow in your ear. Well, it was the biggest crowd that we've ever had at Pimlico in the last Whatever. 25 years. The no most tickets and money that have no ever been cares. bet at the track. Uh, there you go. Some football notes for you. Uh, I saw today that the Panthers, Seahawks, and Browns are all in a, quote, holding pattern on Baker Mayfield. God, this story never goes away either. I, I mean, can you find a home for this guy? Just find you know this what? guy a new port in the storm, please. It's like being constipated. It's like being constipated. I got a big, I got a big dookie of a Baker Mayfield wedged in my tuchus. I can't get rid of it. Uh, I mean, it's just so painful. You just can't. You can't do it. Uh, the Colts are working on a deal to bring Nick Foles in uh, to be the backup for Matt Ryan. Uh, that's what you want, Scotty. Nick Foles, who was of course with Frank Reich in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. So reuniting Foles and Frank well, Reich. Well, they should. Uh, there you go. You know. They should write a book about what he did with the Eagles and then send him out to pasture. He sucks. Greg Olson will be Fox's temporary top analyst this season next to Kevin Burkhart. Of course, when Brady retires, he will be sliding into that seat. But good old Greg is going to sit in there. So Greg Olson's going to call the Super Bowl this year for Fox. There you go. Because they got the Super Bowl this Whatever. year. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Michael Vick is going to play in the fan-controlled football league. Uh, Vick, we now, now Ty, we got to get Ty into the fan-controlled football league only so he can catch passes from Michael Vick because people are actually going to probably watch this now. Not many, but some people will actually watch this. So we got to get, we got to go and get, uh, did you, Ty got the offer, man? Did he know Vick was going to be there? I bet you know Vick was going to be there, Ty. <laughs> well, why doesn't he play in it then? Uh, it's too late now. I, I think have he to. Do, you know, I, he could hold him <laughs> ransom. He needs to start, you know, having some leverage here. He's got other offers. We're going to go XFL with The Rock, a little fan controlled, and NFL next year. You can feel it coming, 2023. Uh, pit wide receiver Jordan Addison is transferring to USC. Good for him. Bye-bye. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, fast forward, Pharrell on your page on the Pharrell finish. The ATP will remove ranking points from this year's Wimbledon in light of their ban on Russian and Belarusian players. I think until they release Brittany Griner, no NHL, NBA, tennis, golf, every sport, soccer. They should allow no Russians to play and make money in this country until they release her. It's that simple. Screw you. Six ways till Sunday. F you. You don't like it? F you. And your stupid-ass leader. Knife-swinging truck driver and a gun-toting biker face off in a Florida road rage incident. The guy brought out a gigantic knife and was going to cut him up until the other guy pulled out a 357 Magnum and said, I will blow your head clean off, boy. New York City Health Department investigating a possible monkeypox case in New York City. I mean, this one is really juicy when they start getting the monkeypox sores all over their body. Jay Cutler gets caught hooking up with his best friend's wife while on a family vacation. Good old Jay tapping his buddy's <laughs> wife. Your boy Jay getting involved. Little Wayne fires back and Mark Cuban says he'll drain the snake in Cuban's mouth. Quote, I'll go to the bathroom in your effing mouth, ho. End quote. That is just fantastic. Florida woman tells a deputy that getting arrested was on her bucket list. She was a little bit drunk. Philly businesses are closing left and right over an increase in shoplifting. They've had enough. They're going to abandon their businesses. Paternity test shows that Flava Flav is the father of a three-year-old boy. Not a real story unless you realize that Flava Flav is 67 years old. He's still dropping bunnies. Your boy, Flava Flav. Ellen Barkin testified that uh, Johnny Depp throws bottles of wine at her. They asked her what the relationship was like when she was with him. She said it wasn't a relationship. I was in it for the sex. God bless Ellen Barkin, telling it like it is on Coast to Coast. Have a great weekend. Enjoy everything. I'll see you Monday on Coast to Coast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.